what show you should go? Well, it really depends on what's the need you have. If your product or services are really targeted to a specific kind of audience, you should go to a show that just for that type of people. Otherwise, you are wasting your resource. But if your products are addressing a broader range of audience, then you can go to a show that has a lot of different people coming there. Welcome to China Biz Connect, the podcast that explores the fast-changing landscape of business-to-business sales and marketing in China, with your hosts Tim Lindeman and Michael Bragan. Today, we will be interviewing Michelle Zhou, founder and CEO of Pacific Technologies Consulting Group, a management consulting firm that specializes in China-U.S. cross-border business. Michelle is also one of the directors for the Washington State China Relations Council. Where she builds relationships between China and the U.S. and works on projects that help organizations from both countries exchange ideas, find partners, and grow business. Before founding Pacific Technologies Consulting Group, Michelle spent many years working for Microsoft in both the U.S. and in China. This interview focuses on trade shows as a go-to-market strategy for tech companies looking to build a business in China. Michelle Zhou is an expert on the topic and shares so much valuable content that we decided to split the interview into two episodes. In this first episode, Michelle walks us through the benefits of trade shows, provides examples of a couple of tech-focused shows, and provides advice for choosing the right show. Michelle, it's great to have you on the show. Could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and Pacific Technologies Consulting Group? Yep. First, I'm very excited to be here with you,、uh, Michael and Tim. So I grew up in China.、Uh, I came to the U.S., did my MBA.、Uh, that was back in the later for 1990s. So I was living in the Boston area, and then after the MBA,、uh, I was working there for multiple years. Then joined Microsoft. That makes us move from Boston to Seattle. Uh, that was fourteen、uh, years ago. So I've been in Seattle for I think that's the longest place I have lived in my whole life.、Uh, I travel a lot, and、uh, my family and myself moved a lot. So I would say, if we, I count my time living in the U.S., it's over twenty years now. So、uh, for all these years working when I was in China and then、uh, now in the U.S.,、uh, it's、uh, most of the time、uh, I was in corporate. And、uh, the jobs that、uh, after my MBA、uh, I have been doing, I purposely selected the jobs that were related to China and the international markets. So、uh, in that way, I would be able to、uh, someday get back to the original goal that、uh, I made that、uh, change of coming to the U.S. and did my MBA. Because the reason why I did that.、Um, Back in the late nineties, was I wanted to learn the Western side management approach, methodologies,、uh, philosophy. Then I wanted to bring it back to China and help Chinese companies to grow and to become international. So I am doing that today with the company that I、uh, started back in twenty fourteen.、Uh, it's called Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. 
Uh, and from the name, you probably can see, well, I pick Pacific here. It's because I fly <laughs> across Pacific <laughs> back and forth. Um, and, um, you know, I changed my career course from working in big companies like Microsoft and before Microsoft was a couple of other big companies. So I changed my course of in the corporate to starting my own consulting firm. Uh, that's just um, I would say the trigger of that was because my last role in Microsoft as a full-time person, I went to Beijing for Microsoft China. So I lived in Beijing for two years and I did a lot of free consulting because many people come to me and ask me, well, Michelle, uh, in the U.S., how people do this? Or in Microsoft, uh, back in the headquarters in the U.S., how do you guys look into things? Uh, what's the process? Blah, blah, blah. A lot of questions. And that um, make me to think about, hmm, there's real opportunities that uh, these companies in China, they would like to do business with international companies, and they would like to learn from international companies or from the Western world, you know, and trying to uh, be more connected and do things in a more international way. So after those two years, I did a lot of free consulting and I decided, well, it's time for me to start my own company. Uh, that's how I started doing this consulting business. Uh, it's consulting and a training. So that's a little bit about myself for, you know, how I started and uh, from my career standpoint to, to where I am today. Thank you, Michelle. It sounds like your business is mostly focused then on helping Chinese companies enter the U.S. market or for Chinese companies to learn from the U.S. way of doing business so that they can improve their own management. Is that correct? Well, that was correct, <laughs> I would say. So uh, when I started, that was what I was thinking, right? Uh, then very soon, because uh, I moved back from Beijing to Seattle, and I was engaged with American companies that want to learn about China or want to go to China to grow their business. So I would say 20 years ago, when I came to the U.S., I was thinking about um, bring what I learned and the best practices back to China to help Chinese companies. Now, uh, what I'm doing or my company is doing is we are looking at both sides. Uh, we help the Chinese companies, but uh, we also help American companies to uh, go to China. Let me give you one example. We help the U.S. companies to go to China through many different ways. One of the very low risk and the low cost way is through trade shows. And how did that start that? <laughs> the Washington State Department of Commerce came to me and asked, well, uh, can you guys help us to think about uh, these opportunities that uh, we were approached by the Chinese, um, I think it's the General Consulate in San Francisco. Uh, there's a China International Import Expo, a new show in China. And the Chinese side asked the Department of Commerce in Washington State to help organize and bring the American companies, bring the Washington State companies to attend that show. So the commerce people came to me uh, and say, well, how do we do this? 
we're not sure about um, if the American companies would be interested in. Then we started to put together a very simple program and we say, well, uh, these are the things we can try, we can do, and first let people know about this because it's a new show. And the second, uh, we provide uh, all these um, uh, turnkey solutions so people won't uh, be afraid of, well, going to China. Many people, small, medium business people, they probably have never been there. So they're not being scared about uh, it's so far away. We don't know anything about China. Yeah, so we provided that service and that's how we get started uh, getting deeply involved in trade shows in China. And uh, after that one, then we were approached by multiple Chinese companies who are organizing, hosting uh, those kind of uh, different type of trade shows in China and ask us to do the same thing, help to organize American companies and bring them to China to attend those shows and do business with the Chinese companies. So that's how uh, we got involved in the show business. And I think it's really one of the great ways for foreign companies to approach the China market or test the China market uh, through going to a uh, good trade show in China. Michelle, that's really very interesting and and enlightening as far as your company's role in working with both Chinese and U.S. companies using the trade shows as a conduit. What I'd like to know is what can foreign firms achieve by attending a trade show? And by that, what I mean is if you look at the set of objectives, collecting market research or promoting a product or service or searching for a partner, what is the most effective of those activities at trade shows specifically? Well, I would say it really depends, right? It's not um, one thing um, fits everything. So depends on what kind of situations this foreign company is in, what are their goals, and what kind of shows they are going to and uh, uh, what kind of preparation they have done. The show I just mentioned as an example, uh, helping the Washington State Department of Commerce to organize those those companies uh, went there. Those companies are in different stages. Uh, I had one company uh, went there. Uh, They generated uh, over 200 leads through that show. And I have uh, some other companies went there. They just... uh, trying to know the market and uh, test out and see if people are uh, interested in the kind of products that they're providing. So it really, really depends. Uh, and um, there are so many different types of shows in China. <laughs> the one that I just mentioned, the China International Import Expo, that one is very special. As I mentioned, it was a uh, relatively new, uh, actually uh, November 2018, was the first one of that show. And that show was really driven by the president in China. And the purpose of that show is focusing on import to China. That's why it's called a China International Import Show. So for that show, it's very straightforward. For China, it's import. Then for all the other foreign companies uh, who were the exhibitors, they are there to do the trade. They are going to export to China. 
So that's why when we organize the companies from Washington State to go there, uh, the message we give to people is, okay, if you go to this show, one of the things you are looking at is um, trying to see if you can find the uh, customers generate leads because um, the people coming from the China side are professional buyers and they are trying to spend money to, to increase their import to find the right products for them. So for people going there, get prepared, get your products ready and see if you can find uh, potential customers, distributors uh, and uh, sign contracts. So that's the message we give to the folks uh, who are attending. I think uh, as the results, some of them really generated a very uh, good leads and then they fall off from there after they came back from that show. So I would say depends on the kind of shows, depends on the company where they are. So that's just my takeaway from that. Mm-hmm. Great. So what I gather is that the level of decision maker or the level of management that typically attends shows, or at least most of the shows, is pretty high. And it's viewed as a venue where business can get done, perhaps not direct revenue generation, but certainly a strong lead generation capability. Is that accurate? Uh, It's depending on which shows you are going. The one I gave you as the example, the China International Import Expo, definitely, because that one is at the national level and is driven by central government and executed by the Shanghai government uh, and uh, those show professionals, right? And there's uh, there are some other national level shows by industry. Those ones, I would say, yes, uh, the major decision makers and uh, key people from companies, they're there. Uh, of course, there are some other shows that um, small uh, at regional level or local level and open to general public. That's a very different story. Uh, I think as a foreign company, if you are looking at the China market and thinking about uh, going to trade shows as one of the way to get into the market, by the way, it's a, very, it's a relatively effective and low-cost way. So if you are thinking about that, then you need to pick uh, the right type of shows for your kind of uh, industry and uh, for your kind of uh, um, company. I think uh, that's uh, uh, that's the first step, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Before you get there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, just one follow-up question on, on that. Um, as a U.S. company, who should I be sending to the show to represent the company? What level of individual, uh, what role within the organization would be uh, best positioned to leverage the opportunity? Mm, the ones I prefer or the ones that I would uh, um, select for U.S. companies uh, to go there uh, would be the ones that uh, I think are important, um, would generate uh, good results. And uh, they usually have not just exhibition, but uh, uh, forums, conferences. So I would uh, send uh, senior management to go there uh, because uh, in those shows, um, not just uh, having the space to exhibit, I think uh, I would highly suggest uh, uh, the senior management uh, participant uh, in those type of uh, 
forums and get exposure to major media and, uh, you know, uh, work with uh, consultants to set up uh, business meetings uh, and uh, capture those opportunities uh, to uh, find the right, uh, if if you are writing, uh, going there, depending on your goals, if you are going there to find partners uh, or uh, going there to find customers, right? You want to have the senior management there so they would be able to have the right level of conversation and uh, get the right level of results from that. Yeah, that's that's great, Michelle. You've given us a lot of really good advice there. And just to summarize what I heard, it's important to choose the right show. It's important to send the right people there. And it also sounds like you tried to make a bit of an event around the show where the foreign company that is attending the show to promote their product or to find partners or to understand about the market, that they are doing other things outside of the show floor. And that might involve setting up meetings with potential partners or other things like that. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That's right. Let me summarize what foreign companies can get from those shows, right? Uh, First, uh, the shows that I would prefer uh, if I recommend um, are the ones that uh, uh, the Chinese companies may be there um, as well. So they will showcase the latest products and the technologies or um, their, uh, if we're talking about the technology industry, because I think the China Biz Connector is focusing on that industry. So uh, if a foreign company go there, then they would be able to see what's going on in China. Right. They don't need to go to many um, different places. They can just be there and uh, see all this uh, latest, uh, most advanced, uh, most innovative stuff. Uh, And then they would be able to understand the uh, market dynamics, the competitive landscape, as well as the differentiations compared to themselves. So they would be able to use the show as a way to understand the market and they can also use the show to test the demand of their own products from the China market. Because the people going there, they are buyers and they are professionals. And maybe, depending on the show, uh, many of those are only uh, for professionals. <laughs> uh, they don't uh, open to general market, uh, the general audience. Uh, if the ones that it opens to the general audience, you can also sort of get a sense of uh, the end user reaction. Um, that's that's one. It's really good for the foreign companies to do their market research and test the demand. Uh, they can also learn what's going on and the trends and all this um, deep knowledge by participating in the conferences and the forums. I think that's very important. Uh, I would say in those shows, if they want to find um, partners or source manufacturers, and that's also a great place to go. So that's the part of what a foreign company can learn from going there by themselves. And it's just concentrated a couple of days, they can learn a lot. And second, I would say those shows are great channels for those international companies and their products to get into the Chinese market. Uh, Why I'm saying that? Well, 
remember we just talked a little bit earlier that the people coming there from the China side, uh, they are the decision makers. They're the professional buyers. And they are, uh, well, it's also include the government people and uh, a lot of media. The Chinese delegation at the shows, the, the ones that um, I mentioned, the China International Import Expo, they are they are ready to sign contract to buy. And some other shows are similar. They have Chinese buyers or companies there. They're trying to find the right products from the foreign companies. So I think um, that's great for foreign companies to be there to really get their products into the customers. Also, think about the media I just mentioned. In all those major shows, uh, heavily promoted by uh, the China side and the major medias, they are covering the show end-to-end, the China International Import Expo. That was just uh, overwhelmingly uh, covered by all kinds of media. And I remember one of the people I brought there, he was saying he had been to so many shows. He has never, ever seen things like this from the time that he landed in Shanghai at the airport uh, to every place, to his hotel. It's everywhere. The sign of that show is everywhere. And if people turn on TV or radio or any places, they hear about it all the time. So that was the kind of media for that specific show, the the kind of exposure uh, people got. Not every show will get that kind of attention, but I would say media exposure is something that you can expect to get if you go there. And I would highly, highly recommend people, um, the companies leverage that, uh, find opportunities to present yourself and uh, uh, to speak in the forums. Mm, Do press release if you can, if you have something exciting to announce. Uh, I would say, give you one example, uh, Tesla. Tesla choose the China Shanghai International Technology Fair. In short, we call it uh, uh, the Shanghai Show. Back in 2014, announced that it entered China. So that's uh, the show that uh, after did a lot of research, Tesla decided to choose. And what's amazing is, after that announcement, it didn't just stop there. Uh, for Tesla itself, because it announced in the Shanghai show, then the government uh, from Shanghai worked uh, closely with Tesla. And then Tesla decided to open a manufacturer site um, in Shanghai area. So that's just the kind of involvement of the Chinese government, as well as all these different uh, people, different uh, sides of things uh, in that. Uh, I think that's a, one of the very big difference I've seen from the Chinese shows compared to the shows in the US. So that's second. And the third, I would say some of the shows, they uh, offer uh, spaces for innovation products and uh, things specifically for startups. And so that's also a great place where you can find investors. 
um, some of the shows, and especially the technology, the tech industry shows, they have those competition or startup road shows. Uh, that's where you can do the pitch, and uh, a lot of uh, Chinese investors will be there because uh, China has a lot of money uh, trying to find uh, good projects to invest. So I think that's another purpose for companies at a startup stage. They can utilize trade shows to go. One more thing I want to add here. Uh, the shows can be, if it's an international show, it can be also platforms for in-depth corporation and exchanges in those international economic affairs. Take the international tech shows uh, there's one in Shanghai, and there's another one in Shenzhen. I can talk about those later. Uh, those international tech shows, uh, they are being there for years, and they have bigger and bigger influence now. So more and more foreign government, chamber of commerce, industry organizations, and different kinds of international associations, they come to those shows to seek partnership or cooperation opportunities with Chinese counterparts. So I'm kind of seeing things from both sides. Uh, For the uh, foreign companies, I think that's a good platform uh, for foreign companies to try the China market, to test the China market, and to learn about it. And uh, one step further, if you are ready, then go find your partners, go find your distributors, go find your customers from those shows. Michelle, can you talk a little bit about the specific shows that you're aware of and how the market might be viewed by those? Well, I have been working on a number of shows these days. The one that I gave as an example earlier, the China International Import Expo, that's a very comprehensive one. Those type of shows, they have a lot of different industries. Uh, So the Import Expo is focusing on import, right? China wants to buy things. And then there's another one, it's called the China Import and Export Fair. Most people know it as Canton Fair. So that one is focusing on export, which means the Chinese companies would be there exhibiting their products. And the buyers are foreign buyers come to that Canton Fair uh, to buy from the Chinese companies. So the Canton Fair is very famous, actually, because it's it started since 1957, so it's over 60 years now. In spring and fall, twice a year. That one, I would say, is a really comprehensive international trade. Um, it has many different kinds of product categories. Uh, just like the import expo uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, they all have multiple industries. Whatever you can think about, you probably can find there. So I think the one, if I look at the numbers of the the import expo, even though it was the first year in 2018, it's generated a big results um, from the statistics published from that uh, expo. They said uh, there were total 3,600 enterprises participated in that first China International Import Expo. Those are the companies coming from 
over 172 countries. Uh, that's just uh, the kind of scale you are looking at. And it had uh, seven different uh, zones. Uh, I was wearing sneakers and a suit on the top. I was running <laughs> every day, walk so many miles in that <laughs> exhibition. <laughs> just re- think about that. I was trying to look at things and uh, go into different conferences. It's five days. I was very busy all those five days. It includes uh, automobile, high-end intelligent equipment, consumer electronics and appliance, apparel, accessories and consumer goods, medical equipment and healthcare products, uh, food and agricultural products. That was just uh, how comprehensive it is. That's one type of shows, right? The very comprehensive ones. And there are industry-focused shows. Let's take tech industry as an example. Uh, Currently, I'm working on a show that is called China Shanghai International Technology Fair. Uh, In short, it's CSITF, or I can call it the Shanghai Fair. Uh, That one uh, is coming in April 18 to 20 uh, in Shanghai. And mm, this year is the seventh of that show. And for this show, last year, it had about 1,000 exhibitors and 55,000 visitors coming from 36 countries and regions. And most of the visitors are business visitors. That show is a national level hosted by the Ministry of Commerce, uh, Ministry of Science and Technology, uh, State Intellectual Property Office, and the Shanghai Municipal Government. So for that show, I would say it's a good platform for companies in the tech industry to go. As I mentioned earlier, this is the show that Tesla chose to announce or launched into China back in 2014. With that tech-focused show, it has many different things they're focusing on. It includes intelligent manufacturing, that includes all kinds of bots, drones, and it has a new generation information technology that includes AR, VR, Internet of Things, those kind of things. It has energy saving and environmental protection. That means those smart city solutions, uh, intelligent green buildings, intelligent transportation, resource recycling, etc. It also has biological medicine section that includes genetic test, food safety, biological safety. How to say that? Molecular. Molecular. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Molecular diagnosis, etc. And as I mentioned, for some tech shows, they have places for startups. Uh, There's uh, areas for innovation ecosystem. There's a startup uh, competition. And there's an exhibition for people like us. Um, We're in the trade service uh, that also includes uh, like IP protection, includes financing, legal services, uh, and recruitment of professionals from all over the world. So if if you think about all this content, right, all these different uh, aspects in that show, it's uh, a pretty big one. And the participants, uh, the kind of involvement from media side is also very exciting. Uh, 
So for this show, I'm working on, uh, I'm helping American companies know about it, then apply to it, and we're building a U.S. Uh, section there. In addition to that, I also help them to find what's the right forum to speak and match up with businesses in China. So they would have business meetings set up. We do a lot of pre-show marketing kind of things, prepare them and get them featured in different kinds of media to promote those companies. So there's a lot of value-added services we're providing for the American companies going to a show. So that's an example of a tech industry-focused show. And there's another big one. I want to just mention it very briefly. Uh, there's one in Shenzhen. It's called the China High Tech Fair. 2019 is the 21st show for that one. It's very similar kind of format with the one I mentioned in Shanghai. But that one in Shenzhen is even bigger uh, because it's been there for many years. And their exhibitors, I think uh, in 2018, was uh, over 3,000 exhibitors and uh, over 500,000 visitors. So that's uh, just uh, another one. The time is different. The Shanghai one is in April and the Shenzhen one is in November. So those are good options for businesses that are in the tech to think about. Michelle, that's great. You you really brought those shows to life in my mind. I, I yes. almost felt like yeah, really. I was there on the floor experiencing it. <laughs> and what's interesting to me is with these different scales of shows, you're going to have completely different audiences and different media presence, etc. And the shows that I have been experienced with in the past are much narrower in focus. For example, every year we attend a show that is the equivalent of hymns in China, which focuses just on healthcare technology. Or we've been to trade shows that focus just on data analytics or business intelligence. But the shows that you mentioned here I think would be great for companies who don't know the China market and are trying to get a broad understanding or companies who have technology that has broad applications and are not necessarily sure what industry to go into. You are totally correct, Tim. There are shows that are more narrowly focused and uh, you find uh, that specific audience there. And the ones I mentioned, the examples I gave are more comprehensive ones or bigger ones that uh, address to broader audience. Uh, as mentioned earlier, what show you should go? Well, it really depends on what's the need you have. If your product or services are really targeted to a specific kind of audience, you should go to a show that just for that type of people. Otherwise, you are wasting your resource. But if your products are addressing a broader range of audience, then you can go to a show that has a lot of different people coming there. So yeah, I think you are totally right on that perspective. 
in what you mentioned with some shows being open only to professionals and others being open to the public, if you're selling a product that is a commercial product, then maybe going to a show where you have the public there and seeing what they think would be a good choice. Whereas if you're more in the B2B space, one of the professional shows would probably be better. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. Thank you very much, Michelle. We will continue this interview in the next episode where Michelle will walk us through the nuts and bolts of trade show planning, budgeting, execution, and follow-up. In the meantime, you can connect with Michelle on LinkedIn. Her last name is spelled Z-O-U. Or check out her podcast, In China with Michelle Zhou, where she talks about many more relevant topics for companies looking to go into the China market. And thank you everyone for listening. Music for the podcast is performed by the Chinese experimental rock band Chui Wan. We would love to hear your feedback, ideas, or any questions you might have. Feel free to reach out to us in any way you feel comfortable. Connect with us on LinkedIn or follow us on Twitter. Also visit our website, chinabizconnect.com, where you can view show notes and sign up for our newsletter. Please subscribe to China Biz Connect on iTunes or your favorite place to get podcasts. If you enjoy the show, give us a positive rating. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk with you again soon.